Um, if you want to open in your Bibles to Matthew 28, we don't have to leave there. Um, today we're going to be um, reading three verses, Matthew 28, verses 18, 19, and 20. So if you've got your Bibles, your Bible apps, um, turn there, and, and we're just going to unpack what Jesus is saying in, in this last bit uh, of Scripture for, that closes out um, the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. So um, in this is, is the Great Commission, and in the Great Commission, Jesus said this, verse 18, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. In, in these last words in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus gives those in attendance and us who are learning and following Jesus today, he gives a, a bit of instruction. He actually gives two promises and four commands. And today we're just going to kind of go through those just patiently. First, a promise, a word of assurance in verse 19. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority, can we say all authority, in heaven and on earth, and can we say that too, has been given to me. Jesus is referring to what just happened in the resurrection. Jesus is referring to the fact that he did everything the Father commanded him. He lived his life in obedience even unto death and death on the cross. And he conquered death, and it's finished. The work of Jesus complete. And he says, all authority has been given to me. You've got to figure, for three years, those who have followed Christ in his ministry, they walked with Jesus, they talked with Jesus, they laughed with Jesus, they ate with Jesus. They went to weddings and parties and had meals, and they did life together. And now he's bringing a little bit of clarity. He's, and this is in direct reference to the fact that he defeated death and rose from the grave, and he's saying, all authority has been given to me. In heaven and in earth, all authority. Friends, when we talk about Jesus and we talk about his authority, that is not something that we should take lightly. Yes, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And the fact that as followers of Christ, we get to walk in his authority is an amazing thing. Resurrection power has been given to Jesus and resurrection power has been given to us. Behind the Christian's work, of reaching the world with the, with the good news of Jesus Christ is this life from death power. You don't have to respond to this. I don't want you to respond to this, but are you walking in that power? Do you really believe that that power has been given to those of us who bear the name of Christ? Are we living our lives as if we believe that, that we walk in that power of life over death? So that was that, that first promise, that word of assurance. We see here in verses 19 and 20, there are four commands. Picking up again in verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So number one, go. That first command, go. The spreading of, of the good news of Jesus Christ requires some, some going. And it doesn't have to be going to another country. It doesn't have to be going on a short-term miss, missions trip. It doesn't have to be. That going can be done, honestly, right, right there in your home. That going can be done right there in your neighborhood. That going can be stepping outside and going to your next-door neighbor. That, that going can be the next cubicle over from you, the next desk over from you. But we can't be lazy Christians sitting there waiting for, for them to come to us. There has to be a sense of going. And this isn't just a suggestion of Jesus. This is a command. This is right on the heels of him saying, I have all authority. And, and here's how I hear that. I'm your buddy. I love you. We fish together. We've joked together. We, but I just need you to hear something. All authority has been given to me by the Father, and I'm walking in it. And if you'll follow me, then you get to walk in that authority as well. And his first words are go. Christians, do we go? Do we, do we go to our neighbors? Do we go to our classmates? The next is number two, make disciples. Now, so this phrase, make disciples, and the word disciples, I, I feel like at times um, we make it something that it's not, and we kind of make it, we put that word into a small box. We, we make that word about, like, mature Christians. And I don't believe that's what the Lord is saying there. I believe it certainly applies to that. People say this all the time. Jesus didn't call us to make converts. He called us to make disciples. How many of you guys have heard that or said that? The word that Jesus uses for disciple here is mathetuo. Mathetuo. That's right. That's the word. Better pronunciation than me. She knows her Greek. Her Aramaic. And that, that word refers to a new convert. That word is pupil. That word is follower. He says, make pupils. Make followers. He is without a doubt saying, make converts to me. Share me so that people will follow me. They will, they will be pupils of mine. They will learn about me. Jesus' disciples, those were his newly acquired learners. And now the churches are to go, and they're to make converts, they're to make learners of Jesus Christ. And then the, the command number three just, just confirms what I just said. Baptize these disciples. Baptism isn't something that's... that's we're told to do to the mature believer. Baptism is something that we're told to do for the new convert, the new follower, the new believer in Jesus Christ. We don't associate baptism with advanced believers. We baptize new followers of Jesus as soon as they have believed in him, as soon as they have come to faith. I believe sometimes we complicate things. I know for a fact I complicate things. I think part of the reason is I've got a lot of words, a lot of words. And for those of us who have a lot of words, sometimes we can complicate things. 
So let me be really clear and uncomplicate baptism. It's an amazing conversation with the Father. That's what it was with Jesus. Jesus, out of obedience to the Father, went into the water to be baptized by John, who protested, said, Lord, no, no, it should be you baptizing me. Like, come on, come on, let's do this. This is what the Lord wants. This is what the Father wants. And then we heard a voice from heaven. This is my son whom I love, and him I'm well pleased. And Jesus came up out of that water, heard that voice, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him. It's a conversation with God, and that conversation is, Father, I'm placing my trust in Jesus. And the Father responds and says, because you're trusting in my son, you have eternal life. You have a new life. The past is defeated. Sin is defeated. Shame is defeated. Death is defeated because you're trusting in my son, Jesus. You get newness of life. That's the conversation of baptism. And it's, it's symbolized by the going into the water, the dying to self, the being buried, and then the resurrection power of Jesus Christ coming out of that water alive. And it's a conversation with God. The water, the water has really cool symbolic, symbolic symbolism. I don't know. But the water doesn't do anything. It's the power of Jesus Christ. It's the belief in Jesus Christ. Verse 19 again. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Number four. Teach those new disciples to obey Jesus. To obey. To observe. To guard. To guard the gospel. To keep the gospel. To keep the word of God close to our heart and dear to our heart. And this is part of those four commands that Jesus immediately gives. The fourth of these is teach these new believers to obey. To observe. If everybody remembers one thing from today's message, and only one thing, which I'm hoping it's more, but if I had to choose one thing for you to remember, for you to, to make close to your heart, this is what it is. Being a Christian is not about admiring Jesus. Being a Christian is about following Jesus. It's about the call of God to follow him. It's about the call of God to follow his example. And in this great commission that we we all seem to emphasize the going part, but this fourth command is teach people to obey. That's his love language. John 14, 15. John 15, 14. It, it's, Jesus comes just to the point and says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Now he commands us to love him with everything. He commands us to love others beyond ourselves and with his power. 
And he flat out says it. If you love me, you'll do what I say. Why? Because it's about trust. It's about faith. Let me say this. Our obedience is not based on our understanding. Your obedience is not based on your understanding. You don't have to understand. I'm just letting you know. I'm just being honest with you. If Jesus said do it, you don't have to understand. Pretty good chance understanding will come. But if Jesus says do something, we have to obey. Being, becoming a Christian, it's a total surrender of our own desires to the higher purpose of serving God for us. It means we die to ourselves and we we put on Christ. Please notice that teaching, that teaching follows believing and, and baptizing. I've I've gotten this mixed up before. I honestly have. I, I've 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 erred in this before. I've I've flip-flopped the order. When someone believes in Jesus, we baptize them. And then there is this responsibility to to teach and to to disciple. The word that we know is disciple, to teach and to walk alongside of them. But our first response is obedience to Christ. And he said, when you believe, be baptized. So let me throw this out there. And we can, we can leave this up another week. We can fill it back up in a couple weeks, whatever. If you've never been baptized, but you're a follower of Jesus, but you've never been baptized, be baptized. As a matter of fact, I'll even go so far as to say, if, if you've never been baptized, but you, you, it doesn't have to be done in this public forum. If you want to be baptized, I'll leave the heat on, and I'll meet you here tomorrow, and I'll baptize you. You tell me what time. I'm, 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 you guys good at 5 a.m.? I'm good at 5 a.m. I'm going back to bed as soon as I get home, as soon as I baptize you. Um, we'll, leave, we'll leave it heat. It's like 98 degrees. It's, it's beautiful. But if you've never been baptized, it's an act of obedience to the Lord. He says to do it. So, so let me, I'm not just going to show up tomorrow at 5. Let me make that clear. Let me make that clear. If you guys like got a second cup of coffee online or whatever, you're like, oh, I'll be there at 5. No, you cl- if you want to be baptized tomorrow, text me or call me, and then I'll meet you here at 5 or whatever. We have promise. We have four commands, and then we have the second promise. Behold, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. What does that mean to the end of the age? I had to look that up because I'm like, what does that mean to the end of the age? What age? Like the Paleolithic? I mean, like, what's the, I don't what what's the age? It's as simple as this. I'm with you for every appointed day. I'm with you for every day I've appointed for you. I'm with you every day of your life. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Behold, I am with you. Always. You can't 
shake me. I will not run out on you. You can't offend me to the point that I run out on you. Young people, did you hear that? Y'all make a large number of mistakes, that's for sure. Yeah, but so does Kara. So uh, <laughs> Thank you, sir. And I make even more mistakes than Kara. The last words of Matthew's gospel, the last words of this great commission is, I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. You're not doing this on your own. I am with you. I will not leave you. I'm going to communicate a few basic truths just about baptism, and then we're going we're gonna to baptize. Actually, Dave, can you come on up and do that thing you do? Appreciate you, brother. By the way, in case you guys haven't met, um, Dave's dad is here. Two of his uncles are here. So meet these awesome men um, before you guys leave. Great to have you guys with us. Friends, baptism declares that you are a follower of Jesus. Obedience declares you're a follower of Jesus. It, it's indeed a public confession of your faith, your faith in and your commitment to Jesus Christ, but it's also incredibly personal, and that is why we say it doesn't have to be this public thing, and it's not this, this photo op and this Instagram moment, but it is something that, that the Bible tells us to do, that Jesus tells us to do. So if you haven't been baptized, be baptized often the first act of obedience to Jesus. Baptism is a powerful symbol of Christ's death and resurrection. Therefore, it's a powerful symbol of our life, dead to sin and shame, and alive in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, because of Jesus. Our entrance into the water during baptism, it, it identifies us with, with Christ's death on the cross. But more importantly, us coming out of that water identifies us with the new life because he conquered death. Baptism is not about church membership. Baptism is about relationship with Jesus Christ. Baptism is like a wedding ring. It's just that outward symbol of that, that commitment we've made. That commitment we make is not a one-time thing. June 7, 1997 was the one-time thing when we got married. But every day, I honor, and we honor our marriage by walking in love and affection and strength and faithfulness every day. We celebrate our marriage every day. Happened on June 7th. We're celebrating 25 years this upcoming June. We're excited about that. Woohoo! But every day, we walk it out. In Jesus, 
okay, you're saved. That's awesome. But now that commitment is every day to walk it out in love and affection and faithfulness and grace and understanding and boldness. Last passage and then we're done. Romans 6, verse 4 says this. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Baptism doesn't save us. Jesus saves us. Belief in in Jesus saves us. But I love that we get to immediately act upon our faith and our belief and say, Lord, I'm here to follow you. And you say, do this, I want to do it. Lord, you're so good. Lord, we just, we love talking about you. We love hearing about you. We love learning about you. We love following you. You lead us so wonderfully, Lord. Help us. Help us to follow you. Sometimes we're distracted or disobedient or prideful or stubborn. But Lord, um, help us to be better followers. And Lord, just as we see these instructions that you gave us, these commands you gave us, Lord, we, we, help, we ask you to help us be good followers, but also help us to be good leaders, to do these things that you've commanded us, to cling to these promises that you've given us and to walk in obedience to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. For those that worship with us online, thank you. We're, we're, we're going to log off. But those of you that are in the building, we're going to, uh, we're going to celebrate as, as Jesse is baptized. And so I'll, I'll leave us with this blessing so that, um, so that those that are, are with us online can, can go. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Mm-hmm. 